Morning prayer begins on page four of the prayer book. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and am no more worthy to be called thy son. O Lord, open thou our lips and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is the people that do err in their hearts, that they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 54 and 61 on pages 406 and 413. Save me, O God, for thy name's sake, and avenge me in thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, and hearken unto the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and tyrants which have not God before their eyes seek after my soul. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Destroy thou them in thy truth. An offering of a free heart will I give thee, and praise thy name, O Lord, because it is so comfortable. For he hath delivered me out of all my trouble, and mine eye has seen his desire upon mine enemies. Psalm 61. Hear my crying, O God. Give ear to my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I call upon thee, when my heart is in heaviness. O set me up upon the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been my hope and a strong tower for me against the enemy. I will dwell in thy tabernacle forever, and my trust shall be under the covering of thy wings. For thou, O Lord, hast heard my desires, and hast given an heritage unto those that fear thy name. Thou shalt grant the king a long life, that his years may endure throughout all generations. He shall dwell before God forever. O prepare thy loving mercy and faithfulness, that they may preserve him. So will I always sing praise unto thy name, that I may daily perform my vows. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 30th verse of the 27th chapter of Genesis. Now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also had made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that your soul may bless me. And his father, Isaac said to him, who are you? So he said, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, who, where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came and I have blessed him. And indeed, he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, indeed, I have made him your master and all his brethren I have given to him as servants. With grain and wine, I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass, when you become restless, that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to my brother Laban in Haran. And stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereaved also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like those who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padam Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. 
So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious stone of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eighth chapter of 1 Corinthians. Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. Therefore, concerning the eating of things offered to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is no other God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all, are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we live. However, there is not in everyone that knowledge, for some with consciousness of the idol, until now eat it as a thing offered to an idol, 
and their conscience being weak is defiled. But food does not commend us to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, nor if we do not eat are we the worse. But beware lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. But when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, uh, never again eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
Almighty God, who seest we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily demanding our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. As we move along in the Genesis story, we should um, be conscious of, of the approach Genesis takes to, to, to you know, teaching us things, which is what we call a narrative theology, where we, we see in the lives of people the truths that we're, we're learning. And in the lives of Jacob and, and Esau, we get both of them experiencing in their lives the consequences of the decisions they've made. Um, Jacob has, and it's, and it's interesting because we know that Jacob is the chosen son. God has promised it to his, his mother, and now God has promised it to him on the way to, you know, to find it, to, to going to his relatives. Uh, but he's he's grabbed that promise by, by trickiness, by, you know, talking to his brother and selling his birthright. And, and then stealing the blessing. And that's all going to follow him. Uh, it's, it's even, um, it's, it's humorous at the end of our passage today that he turns even the tithe into a bargain. God has appeared to him and said, you know, I'm going to give this land to your descendants. I'm with you. And then when he's done at the end, Jacob says, well, okay. You know, if you'll go with me and if this will happen, then you'll be my God. And then I'll give you a tenth of everything I get. So even it doesn't, you know, we go back to, to um, Genesis 15, where Abraham got the promise of God. He, he believed in the Lord and he counted to him for righteousness. Jacob is still calculating here and he's going to learn all his life. He's gonna, life's going to fight against him, even as his, 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 uh, Uncle, uh, who goes see Laban, we'll go through that story where they they compete in terms of outdoing each other, and so this this disposition follows him. And at the end of his life, he'll say, "My my years have been few and hard." And Esau is the same way; he wants to kill his brother, but he did sell his birthright. He did give up what was what he he should have treasured for for um, a momentary relief. And that's going to follow him. He's going to be a 
you know, uh, against everybody, uh, uh, the, as the um, uh, King James, the King James says, a wild ass of a man. And so these choices follow us. And I think in, in um, as lessons for the spiritual life, that we should have a greater insight through the gift of the Holy Spirit in the light of all these stories. When we're growing, we want to see these kind of patterns that we've adopted in our lives and how they have followed us. And when we think about repentance, sometimes we think about individual acts of sin, but we want to see patterns of impulsiveness or patterns of, of, of trying to accomplish God's will in the way we want to do it and not just believing by faith through the difficulties of life. And that self-reflection, which which the, the net result of, of which will be to surrender more to the promises of God and receive the promises by faith. And the the, the point is is in the life of faith, the weaknesses we have and the patterns we've practiced that have not been so good are not these things we we suffer are not punishments but they're they're ways god teaches us through discipline they teach lessons and if we're if we're learning in the spiritual life we'll accept those lessons we'll, we'll with humility acknowledge the patterns of our life and seek to begin to change them into more faithful patterns. If we have not grown and matured, we'll stick with where we are. We'll still be trying to make get God's will the way we want it and not realize, yeah, maybe I haven't always trusted. Or like Esau, we'll still be, you know, looking for momentary relief and not, not, uh, so, I mean, in this narrative, Esau should have, yes, his brother cheated him out of it, but he did sell it. And his brother was called to be the chosen you know, so some of us have to let go of the battle we're fighting. That's uh, that might be the key thing. Let go of the battle we're fighting, so we can embrace um, God's promises by faith. And this the narrative just shows us how people's choices play out. Both the choices of faith, which endure because Abraham believed God, and also the choices here of of immediate gratification and grabbing God's will by by trickery. Um, just a couple of notes about the the Corinthians lesson, where they're they're talking about meat offered in in the in the all ancient meat, or for the most part, was meat that would have been offered as some kind of temple sacrifice because that was ubiquitous. And so, a lot of the meat you bought for dinner, you went to buy some steak. It was probably had been to a temple sacrifice. So Christians became conscious of that and sensitive to it. But some Christians said, "Well, Jesus is Lord." And that idol is nothing. So we'll pray over it and it'll be good and we can eat it. But other Christians said, nah, it was offered in an idol sacrifice. We're not eating that meat. And so the Christians who are more confident that they could eat it just did it and offended the others. And St. Paul was saying that those who are stronger in faith, because they call themselves stronger, should have sensitivity. Now, there's a balance here. We're not in that same situation about idol meat. But it's it's a balance in terms of being sensitive to the conscience of, of those who, are, who we might call the weaker brethren who are sensitive about things. But also we have to be conscious of, in our culture especially, 
what Edwin Friedman calls the hostage situation, where people are offended by everything. And you're always walking on eggshells because you don't want to do this thing that's going to offend, you know, Jane or Joe here. Because so we so um, what we're talking about in honoring the weaker conscience is if someone who is a sincere believer has a qualm about something that is heartfelt and sincere and not just offended about everything, we should be sensitive to that. But but not everybody in church who's always belly aching about everything. We shouldn't go rush to make sure they're never unhappy. <laughs> so this is the sensitivity to the weaker conscience is, you know, loving, but it's not being held hostage by the people who are offended by everything. So a couple of thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. Thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for prayer today. Have a great Friday and beginning of the weekend. Peace. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody.